shut up, you listen to my monkey mouth. As a companion, when you got pun on the canoe route, hopped in a portal and got in a fight. Elias knocked him out. Bow, Marco fighting style. Bow, you'll see he tapped out. Bow, we win, we get crowned. Monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth. Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to the Ones Who Woke Up podcast. This is Joshua, and today I've got with me James Gallivay. And I've also got with me my son Theodore. Theo. 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 Uh, Theo. Yeah, so, you know, this is probably going to be everybody who's watching this podcast's first time ever being exposed to you. So, why don't you give everybody an opportunity to understand who you are, what you have going on, if they do decide to su- support you online or abroad, how they can go about doing that, real quick. Oh, I'm James Getty by I'm a comedian based out in Austin, Texas. Uh, I've been doing comedy for like four years. And uh, uh, right now I'm just doing spots. Right, uh, I have Hyenas on October 28th as Worth. a Friday night in Fort Worth. Yeah, so you were saying earlier in conversation that you, you're real big on hitting the road, right? You go and do... Like all the all the major spots in Texas, you'll go to Houston, you'll go to San Antonio, you'll go to Dallas, but you're kind of headquartered in Austin. Yeah, I'm based. Yeah, I'm headquartered. I like like my uh, billing address is like in Cedar Park. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, so you, fancy. Yeah, uh, but uh, oh, good, uh, good lease, really good lease. Yeah, well, Godfathered in. And uh, spe- speaking of being Godfathered in, you were talking earlier about how the. Uh, the stripe pattern was reminding you of the Masons, and you were talking about, uh, you said you were grandfathered in, what, bridging all those things together. Um, my grandfather was a Mason. Which degree? I have no idea. I know that he was high enough, he was high up, uh, he was the warden of the biggest jail in Houston. That's yeah, Freemasons are in the police department, unfortunately, they have to be. Uh, you know, I don't know the inner workings of it. I know that, uh, but I know that for a matter of fact, like within the way that the, the Masons work, I'm literally grandfathered in. Like I could go and become a Mason if I wanted to, because fuck, find I, out if the Earth is flat or not. No, bro, the Earth is definitely not flat. <laughs> Apparently, the Freemasons will tell you. Bro, we worked out calculus. You've been to college, right? You've been to college. Yeah. We calculus, bro. We worked out calculus to figure out the movements of the stars and the planets, bro. Like shit is not fucking flat. Like, <laughs> like that was the fucking point of calculus, bro, to, like, figure out how this shit's moving. And, like, yeah, you can calculate with math that this is a, that this is a heliocentrical model. Yeah. They didn't just dream that shit up, bro. They followed the math to that conclusion. No, there's some sort of truth to that, yeah, for sure. <laughs> there's some sort of truth to it. Uh, so. Well, no, uh... Well, I definitely... I'm not... I, actually, I don't... Because I'm not... I know a lot of flat earthers. I'm, uh... I'm, uh, so I don't like. Th- I always said that I'm not gonna die on that hill. So, but I do, uh, do question. Oh, but, oh, yeah, I do question like the moon landing, and uh, he can also turn his game down on the second mic. I do question the moon landing. You know, my thing about the moon landing is that it would be so impossible to at least the video of it. Yeah, the, the video of it's definitely suspect. I think that yeah, I think that's it, fair, but and then the way the yeah, just the whole yeah. Th- Maybe turn it up just right here. Yeah, the video of it, and then we've only got one like three times. Well, and 
It's just, it's all very sus, but my thing is, I don't believe that you could actually get that many people who were involved in that project to, like, be quiet. Like, if you, if you look, the, the government, put it on mute, uh, the government leaks secrets like a sieve, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, there's just 0% chance that, that a secret like that would have made it this long, you know what I'm saying? There would be some really good, juicy people who would have came forward and been and been telling their side of the story like no one's told their side of the story on that yet you know what i'm saying that's what keeps getting me it's all just people pointing at look at this picture and how that's the same picture and it's like all suspect how they made like it's definitely suspect but i don't believe that they were able to fake it sunny boy you gonna be quiet so one of the things that we like to talk about a bunch on this podcast is uh psychedelic experiences have you ever have you ever done any psychedelics at all no, I've only microdosed once. Yeah? yeah? How was that? Uh, Well, what did you microdose? Uh, just shrooms. Yeah? Yeah. When was this? This was like in 2019. Uh, I remember doing it at Mr. Tramps. Mr. Tramps, where's yeah, that? Mr. Tramps is like a bar in North Austin, right across the street from the old Cap City. Pretty much, right across the highway. And then there used to be an open mic there. Okay, yeah. And yeah, so I know where, I know where old I Cap City is. I microdosed there for the first time. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it just probably like increased your visual acuity. You know, yeah, I was thinking more abstractly. Well, they've shown where it changes the chemical pathways that your brain would typically take. Right, you have, as it were, paths of least resistance in your brain that you take, and they're the path of least resistance because they're the path that has been traveled the most. You can think of the the paths in your brain like trails through a forest right ultimately all the all the animals are going to follow the trail because it's the path of least resistance right and we're not going to sit here and spend more time or energy subconsciously on our brain calculating than we need to there's a path of least resistance that we can literally just fall into if we so choose and so um when you take psychedelics it kind of unwires that as it were and you know, if you were looking at life forever and it was a, it was a six, all of a sudden it flips it over and it's a nine. And now you gotta, now you can't necessarily rely on the crystallized information. You're not going to be able to just pass what's happening to you through the filter of your previous experiences because it's new and novel, right? And when it's new and novel, you have to create new solutions for the problems as they're presented to you. And that's, one of the one of the unique things that psychedelics is able to do for folks is help create a more neuroplastic mental environment because everything's neat and novel and new and you're having to come up with meaning for it and you're having to come up with ways to deal with it. Feel me? Yeah, no, I'm a <clears throat> yeah, I I'm a big advocate for them legalizing it, like if they could, because uh yeah uh, like even microdosing has like straight like 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 scientific data saying that this isn't like this can improve humans oh there's so many things that they're that they're showing that are that are undeniably positive kind of like how there's like new tropics that are supposed to be for like narlepsy or like something but there used to be like uh bradley cooper in that movie that made him smarter limitless limitless yeah yeah i i like it's it's a funny thing to say to people who've never done a psychedelic but you can absolutely take these drugs and get smarter yeah, I'll drop a candy bar. Inside the miracle is madness. I mean, that's fair. 
that's always fair. Yeah. I'm mad at that. I'm mad at that statement. Kanye's a miracle and he is certainly exhibiting madness yeah, he's currently. Which, I don't know, so maybe you can enlighten me as to what's happening with this whole Kanye situation. I, apparently there's something happening. Uh, I'm so far out of the cultural zeitgeist. I've ex- Explain what's happening with Kanye like you're explaining it to a three-year-old. Oh, dang, that's complicated. Well, make it simple because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, I'm not going to, don't, I don't know who any of these people are, but, like, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to ask some fun questions. What's up? Kanye is going after the Jews. Oh my God, he's going after the Jews. Yeah, he's going after the Jews. Well, that's not good. Well, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say whether that's good or bad, but it's certainly well, not going after the Jews. It's literally. certainly not going to be he's good just, for him. He's just going on air on on podcasts and saying that the Jews own the media, they own the record labels, they own pretty much every Hollywood studio but Disney, which is like it's it's not wrong to say that. It's just like I don't think so. It's like is he is he bringing these things up and then saying well so the, here's the thing is that i think most people regard the people who own the large media conglomerates as maleficent individuals oh yeah and then right and so there's this equivocation that's happening where these jews are being painted in a bad light because they're the people who own the media and they're like the bad guys behind the curtain who've been controlling the media and controlling the information and like they're the guys who are really controlling your paradigm and they're the guys you should be direct directing that that no, frustration towards no the royal family's above them <laughs> and the guide of in the, in the in the pyramid of the illuminati that's how it goes and then you have the bankers and above that, you have the, the, the medical doctors. Um, uh, you're, yeah, you could you know, be, yeah. You know those are the guys who, who are regarded, like the, the guy who can give you your 12th heart and keep you a kick until you're 116? That's the most valuable man on the planet. That's how they uh, that's how they kept medicine a secret for so long. That's why pharmaceutical companies exist. Which, speaking of pharmaceutical companies, there are very few billionaires whose jock I'm prepared to ride. And Mark Cuban is one whose jock I'm prepared to ride. Have you heard about what he's doing in the pharmaceutical space? Uh, no, I'm a fan of his, I'm a fan of his boy Kevin O'Leary, or well, d- I don't know who the fuck that is. Or the dude that is uh, on Shark Tank with him. The the bald dude. He's like super crypto friendly. Yeah, have one of the Jamie guys look it up. Well, we have two Jamies in house right oh, now. We have two yet. But uh, so yeah, while y'all figure that yeah, out. So if if you're unfamiliar, Sonny boy, hey, sit back, take it easy, have a gummy bear, gummy worm. You want a gummy worm? Maybe. Yeah. So he's taking pharmaceutical drugs. Kevin. Who? Kevin O'Leary. Kevin yeah, O'Leary. Kevin O'Leary. Yeah, that's him. He's the what? He was driving again. He was kind of railing against quiet quitting. Yeah, yeah, that that that'll be your podcast. Uh, so Mark Cuban is doing a thing where. Actually, I was at his place recently, the American Airlines Center. You're at oh, okay, his place, like his his place of business. Yeah. I was like, damn, this guy is hanging out of Mark Cuban's house. What what's up, well, bro? Well, he, he owns it, so. I mean, yeah, but I thought it was cool because he like he's like Iron Man of Texas, or like Tony Stark of Texas. He's he's a fun dude. Um, and again, most billionaires, I'm like, give them the guillotine and let's split what they have up even. 
But whenever you start doing shit like what I, what I'm trying to describe, you get some like real cool guy brownie points with pun. Um, he's running a pharmaceutical company where basically they're just taking the total cost, like they have an at cost, right? They know how much it costs them to acquire this drug. They mark it up 15% and that's it. That's it. So they're going straight to the manufacturers, straight to the sources, whatever they need to do so that they can like at the end of the day, get the cheapest price on it, right? Like, they're not going to go and get the, the drugs for $50,000 from the pharmaceutical company. They're going and getting it from the people who are selling it to the pharmaceutical companies to start at a reasonable price, right? Like, they're, he's straight up circumventing the whole deal. And, like, I saw there was stuff where $10,000 a month medication you can get for $185 on his website um, with, a, with a proper prescription. And so... Uh, and they don't do any real advertising. Um, that's one of the big things is that uh, they don't work in an advertising budget. That's how they keep the cost low, right? Like you don't want to start adding in the cost of advertising and now it's the cost of the medicine plus the cost of advertising plus 15%. No, it's just the cost of medicine plus 15%. So it's up to guys like us to talk about the shit. And That's pretty dope. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people who are like getting raked over the coals on their insulin – you, if, if anybody's a diabetic, you can go get your insulin from Mark Cuban right now for hellaciously cheaper than what the Pfizer's of the world are charging you. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm really into crypto, so I met an investor at Pfizer early on. They bought it when it was like eight bucks. Wow. Oh, they're rich as fuck right now. Yeah. Wow, good for them. Yeah, that's crazy. And I met one dude who started a blockchain company. and I met Because uh, I do Uber Eats. So I deliver to these people's houses, and then they're all fascinated that I know as much as I do. <laughs> bro, you should start sucking dick for money, bro. All those guys got all the all they start be like, bro, give me a give oh, me a no. Bitcoin, bro. I'll finger pop your if asshole. I, if I suck a dick, I might as well join the Freemasons. Sure. <laughs> I've got me a long ploy. Did I, you know the Freemasons also have a black only fraternity? The that Prince sounds hall. It sounds like segregation with extra steps. Yeah. You yeah, know? it's the only re- like technical little religion that has like a black and a brown or a black and white uh, uh, branches. Just imagine you get all the dank ass secrets being one of the white masons. All the black masons are just getting like fed bullshit, like this total bullshit. I, I imagine the masons have to be one of the most racist organizations on the planet, easily. I mean, they're literally segregated. They have an all black club. Like, okay, we you have we have to let blacks in. Fine, go the- go over there. Sit in the dunce corner, motherfucker. You're stupid enough to join the Masons. Yeah, the, the Prince Halls are what I call the Samuel L. Jacksons from uh, Django Unchained. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say the term. Oh my god! What <laughs> that's is... what. That's what. That's a good. That's a good picture. <laughs> <laughs> a house servant. <laughs> man, that's true. <laughs> that's that. Yeah, man. I was able to get it out without without sounding like a racist piece of shit. I'm not even the one who made the movie. It's that fucking Quentin George, Tarantino. You know he's you know uh, they're from Texas. His dad was from San Antonio. His dad's like a major like a crazy ass criminal. I believe it, dude. Dude, like he this dude uh, was friends with Harvey Weinstein. Like he didn't talk about dude, who. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. Oh yeah, I mean you're making big movies. You're 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 bumping shoulders with all the big movie people. And I just found out recently that Harvey Weinstein produced Halloween Six, which had like a subplot about like a like a cult that was like summoning demons to go into Michael Myers, and apparently he, that's what Epstein was doing on his island on his island. And there's pictures of 
Harvey like hanging out with Jeffrey. Bro, there's a first off Jeffrey Ep- Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. No, he's fe- I read he's I read Jeffrey Epstein note. off in an island that's not on the map. I read a suicide note online. He just wrote down Victoria's Secret. Excuse me. Yeah, he just said Victoria's Secret that she's 16. That was a suicide note. Yeah, I'm just fucking with you guys. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, because uh, he was he was in business with Lex Wesner or like one of the developers of uh, Victoria's Secret. So uh, he was fun. He gave Epstein like fifty million or so, like a mansion. So in you, you know the guy who actually started Victoria's Secret sold Victoria's Secret for, for like, like a mil- five million. Yeah, back in the day, like for and he nothing. Jumped off the bridge. I think that's one of them old school urban urban myths where like they they'll say. The guy who designed that highway over there where people keep dying, he he got too sad and jumped off a bridge. I think that's just one of them urban myths. How about one of you Jamies look that up? Yeah, we've got fucking dorks sitting off screen who can look that up. What are we looking up? I'm high. Did Victoria's Secret creator kill himself? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be an interesting tidbit. He sold it for $5 million and it's worth like... It's worth like over $100 million. It's a hellacious amount of money. That's insane. Yeah. You know, uh, a guy who's got an interesting story is uh, Paul it's Mitchell. Like literally the first that kick pops up. Is it fake? Yeah. It's fake? No, it's like literally the first thing that pops up when you Google it. Oh, it's real. Uh, he, uh, death on August 26, 1993. Damn. He his own life on the Golden Gate Bridge. Damn, homie, homie killed himself on the Golden Gate Bridge. R.I.P. Victoria's Secret guy. Damn, you got $5 million back in the 90s and you weren't able to chill on that? I'm tell you what. Yeah, dude, how much was $5 million in the 90s? I'm going to tell, tell you right now. Probably if like you, 10 If you get uh, in the 90s, I mean, they, it's it's at least 15 Sonny boy, hey. Fuck. Uh, you, you, you're over here hitting that falsetto. You hitting the falsetto for everybody on the internet? Oh, you're cute. Uh, what were we talking about? Some some hellacious amount of money. Oh shit! You know the thing that so that's yeah, the equivalent of a hundred million dollars. Yeah, he definitely should not have killed himself. My thing about that much money is that you can go and put that in a hedge fund that's going to get you know five to eight percent every year. And like if you have ten million dollars, what's five percent of ten million dollars? Hundred thousand dollars, bro. You can just live off. You, you can just yeah, literally pull that out as a salary. Just live off your live buy dips. Exactly, just live off your returns, bro, and like invest on invest on the side with your actual salary money. But and then yourself. Yeah, I just I just can't imagine how how someone who's making that much money can't just put it somewhere smart and kick back. You know, like that should have been so easy for that guy. Who cares if you didn't get a billion dollars? Like you have enough to easily put it into a into a large fund that's managed by the shadow state that's gonna get five to nine percent annually because the Bill Gates of the world are invested in it, and like you're off to the races. It just I don't know. Doesn't seem that doesn't seem that hard to me. But also investing isn't that hard. You know, I've got a I've got a real fun idea that I've that I've tested and has worked. Look at stocks that gain a lot of value overnight, like anonymous, uh, anomalously, you know, like say us four all have a billion dollars, right? Yeah. And we want to artificially inflate the value of the stock so greatly 
that whenever opening bell comes up in the morning, we can just sell what we artificially inflated overnight off and get the returns, right? So we all throw in $10 million a piece on some obscure stock, right? Overnight. And that raises its value 20% overnight, right? The first thing that's going to happen is everyone's going to try and sell that stock in the morning. And you're going to be the guys who sold it first. And you're going to be the guys who artificially created the inflation and the value. Sonny, what you used to do here? You, you want to tell the world about it? Oh. Tell us all about it. But the point is, is that four, four rich dudes who have access to infinite money can do cocaine off stripper tits overnight and create artificial value in stocks and, and, create, and scrape the cream off the top at opening bell. <laughs> and, and fuck imagine how many stock markets are pumped due to coke binges and so that's what <laughs> and so that that's what i'm saying bro is literally invest on yeah bet bet bearish on the coke binge overnight bro they're out doing cocaine and drinking whiskey and fucking crazy strippers bro running that shit up and then in the morning even if even if they forget the people who own the stock before gonna be like holy shit we just went up 20 percent. we're gonna sell i promise bro you can make one to nine percent every morning just betting that stocks are going to fall back at back into an equilibrium price whenever those stock brokers do that shit overnight it's literally that simple i've i've hit so many times doing that i don't have enough fucking money to for it to be worth a shit but at one point i had had dozens of hits in a row doing these bearish bets I just ain't got enough money for. I just ain't got enough money for it to really ever make a fuck. But I'm telling you right now, it's simple, bro. It's easy, easy. They're, they're running it up overnight, and the market's gonna find an equi- equilibrium in the morning. That's what I want to do with some of my crypto profits is uh, uh, put some money into trading so I could swing trade. That's Cause, fun. Yeah, because there's there's good money to be made in swing trading because it's the same thing, but except it's unfortunate part. It's 24 hours. You know. Another thing you can do is just go. So all this information is public. It's also what in public? A lot of this information is public. Oh, yeah. You can go and just make the moves that the senators are making. Yeah. You know, like the senators have literally... Like they're pretty much telling us what's going to happen. They're going to ban themselves from owning stock, but they're going to cash out before they do it. Yeah, well, and I mean before, I mean even, is that what they're saying they're going to do now? They're gonna, uh, because I'll as far you, because as far as I know, they went through and put in litigation that made it to where it's legal for them to insider trade. Period. Yeah, we have insider knowledge, but it's because we're politicians, we can't help it, and so we're gonna go ahead and keep playing the stock market anyways. And so, if that's what y'all are gonna do, like, bro, Nancy Pelosi's husband has a has a has a higher hit rate than than, than any than <laughs> any hedge fund that's ever been in existence, bro. He don't miss. I think that he literally missed on one big move recently and they did it as like a PR thing because they started talking about it on like people online started really talking about the shit and they realized that people were watching and I think that they just had him take an L so that they would throw people and people wouldn't keep following up on it. But I thoroughly believe that you could literally keep making the exact moves that Nancy Pelosi's husband makes in the stock market and ride that to millionairedom. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's fake boobs are Pfizer stocks. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious, bro. Yeah, dude. If they leak, that's liquidation. Oh my god, you're retarded. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, she's the best stock trader, day day trader in history. 
That's crazy. Well, technically through her husband, or actually through her husband, but by technicality, she's the best trader on the planet. <laughs> That's insane. But so again, the the point is that there are several very simple ways to make money in the stock market, right? Whether it's betting that the market's going to find equilibrium after they go on coke binges overnight, running stocks up. Or whether you're just following the trends that the politicians are doing. There's easy, easy stuff that you can do. That You do not need to be a rocket scientist to make money in the stock market. Yeah, but you also have to control your emotions because a lot of people can't control their emotions. Well, that's on them. Yeah, you know, yeah that's definitely on them. You know, as my, like, literally, I just showed everybody the way. <laughs> it's like, hey, guys, these simple things you can do, you can do them. And like, yeah. if people aren't gonna, if people aren't gonna, uh, if people aren't gonna walk the path that's been illuminated in front of them, that's on them. Yeah, dude. The speaking of finances, the story of OJ from Jay Z is like one of the best like financial rap songs of all times. Like he's telling you, he's pretty much telling you how to become a millionaire without like telling you how to become a millionaire. Yeah, Jay Z's dope. Jay Z's real dope. One one of my favorite things that he said he's doing these days is investing all his money in art. Yeah, the dude, Rich Dad, Poor Dad's doing that, too. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that guy's a predator. Really? Yeah, oh, anybody who's anybody who's made their bones in MLMs. What's MLMs? A multi-level marketing company. I think Pyramid Schemes. Oh. Yeah, like like Amway. Oh, he owned Amway? He doesn't own Amway, but, he, he's, but that model, you know how that model works? That's called multi-level marketing. And, uh... Yeah, the he's a rich dad poor dad is a big big proponent of uh of of MLMs. And yeah, they're like strictly predatory. Strictly predatory. They're good well, he, he, they're good for the guys who like are like are selling you the $1000 packet. <laughs> you know. It's about it though. Yeah. He's not he's not telling the truth about other cryptos. He's just shilling Bitcoin. Who? Uh the rich dad poor dad oh i don't know nothing about none of that i just know that uh at one point i was well i see where when you said that i see where you're coming from i was i was asked by a friend because i i say a friend and an acquaintance he also had like he also did interviews with trump back in the day yeah that was one of the I, i read a book by i read one of his books because i had a friend who had this other friend who was like going to school at ut with like a scholarship and was a very bright individual and they knew I was in business for myself and they kept trying to like have me do this business stuff with them and I uh I finally agreed and they're like well I want you to read this book I'm like well I'm the one with business experience why do I need to read a book to meet with you you know what the fuck but I went ahead and did it and it was one of them rich dad poor dad books and it all was basically a big funnel to get me to sell Amway literally and uh yeah, so that put a real bad taste in my mouth with the, with the rich dad, poor dad guy. Oh, uh, I can see that. Yeah. You ever anybody ever tried to get you in a pyramid like that? Just those Verve Energy Drink people. See, Verve Energy Drink. That's that's a that is literally. Take that, please. Um. But, uh, so, sorry about that. We're catching phone calls in the middle of the studio. Um, Got four people here, and we can't get the phone put on silent. But, um, help him up. But, uh, yeah, we got people stopping in studio. Just just walk by. 
Is that them right there? Yeah, it's like they... <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Tell them about it, Theo. Tell them all about it. So, what are your plans for the future? You're right. I know you're doing comedy right now. What do you like? With perfect world, three years from now, four years from now, what's the what? What does success look like for you, and how are you planning on getting there? Oh man, I think we're in the we're about to hit a financial depression, or some sort of recession, that was man-made. Uh, so I'm like, if if I if there's a housing crash and well, I, I think that the banks are going to bail. Uh, there, there's going to be a bailout. They're going to put money into the crypto market. That's what I think. And to avoid like a complete total collapse of uh, the financial system. Because of the, the amount of debt we're in, it's, about, it's like coming to a pause. Well, so I want you to understand that when you say the amount of debt that we're in, you mean the American government. Yeah, the American government. And you know, the American government, over 70% of that debt is to you and me. Yeah. So what does that mean? They're probably going to put everybody on universal basic income or something crazy like that. Well, we need to put the government on a universal basic income. Like we're the ones who have the actual equity. We're that like we're the bank. What? You realize that, right? We're the bank. Yeah, we're, we're like the bank. we are the bank. We're the people who the government owes the money to. And so why would why would we have to get finagled because the government's been acting ass? Oh, cuz I'm just asking you, you know, you're saying that we're going to have to go into universal basic income because okay. these guys have been fucking up. Well, like, what? why does that make sense? Sorry, I should have, uh, I'm, I'm just going into conspiracy theories right now. But, uh, no, in a perfect world, like, I would definitely want to buy real estate. I'm hoping there's a housing crash, though, for me to buy low. Yeah, well, I mean, there's that's definitely coming. That's got to be coming, right? Like, it's been nothing but, nothing but, nothing but on the pop for a hot minute now. Yeah. Or at least around here, goddamn. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like you can go to Detroit and buy a house for fucking eighty-eight cents. I think it. I think there's hot spots. Yeah, I, I think there's because you can buy mansions in Tennessee. You can buy lake houses on Tennessee for like under eight hundred. Oh, in Oklahoma, bro. Oklahoma's dirt cheap. Dirt, dirt cheap. Oh shit. Oklahoma What's up, Noe? Come on by. What's up, dude? Just sit right there. Right there in that chair. Right, right, that chair right there. Yeah. Yeah, Oklahoma, some good comedy clubs, or at least one or two. I know that my dad keeps wanting to move to Oklahoma because there's such cheap land. It's it's out of this world. What's up, Sonny boy? But so you said you've never had any uh, any big dope psychedelic experience or anything like that, right? No, I've just done edibles. <laughs> you've just done edibles, yeah, dude. You can have a damn near psychedelic experience. So one of the guys who was in here last time, uh, Gage Moreau. Are you familiar with this character? He's a friend of Austin Apostles. Kind of sounds familiar. So you may be like generally acquainted. He was saying that he he took a, a big fat dose of edibles and literally had like a psychedelic experience on, on those edibles. Yeah, I think you could have a lot of psychedelic experiences on edibles. I think you can have psychedelic experiences just meditating. What, what, what you took too big edible and had a hard time? Uh, I haven't been quite there yet, but close to being there. I did take like... 150 milligrams at Disneyland and that was like a total mind fuck and that's how I that's how I went into the Disney Disney's evil conspiracies <laughs> yeah. just off an edible well I mean Disney very I, likely is yo yeah cause at the time I took an edible and I was like yeah Disney's working with the government to see how they can trap humans 
<laughs> it's like, how do we make a big gate list? And then, gate? like, two years later, I found out that the CIA helped Disney purchase land in Florida. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, bro. It runs deep. That might be a good bit, now that I think about it. Yeah. But how long have we been podcasting for? Thirty minutes. Shit, I got a kiddo in my hands. Shit's been crazy. We can call out a wrap on this one. Uh, we uh, we've got a long night of podcasting going though, man. You think you might get an SUIL in? We'll see. I've got Noe over here. We're gonna be getting in a. We're gonna be getting in an armchair. Uh, I've got my kiddo here, so it's, he's got extra extra pizzazz on everything. Uh, dude, thank you for so much for coming in again. Uh, why don't you give everybody? Uh, on the camera one last opportunity to understand you know who you are where they can support you online what your like social media tags are shit like that all right cool uh sorry we took a dab before coming on we took several dabs yeah we took several dabs before coming on but uh it's like i'm i don't know who i am i don't know where to find myself no you can find me on instagram at mexican elon musk for sure but uh, <laughs> I remember that one for sure. That yeah. Mexican Elon Musk. That's hard to forget. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I didn't mean to go co- too conspiracy minded, but uh, oh, bro, we can talk about all the conspiracies. I don't give a fuck, yeah, bro. But, but Bitcoin. Nine eleven was an inside job, bro. Oh, absolutely, dude. The oh yeah, we can talk about two and a half men real quick. Remember when we came oh, in? Oh yeah, fuck yeah, dude. What, dude? Tell me about your two and a half men conspiracy. Well, Sorry guys, I know I said that we were it, gonna call it, but we we got we right. got we got time for two and a half um, men conspiracy. Uh, well, I like talking to this guy too and hanging out with him because his dad's a Freemason. I know all sorts of things about. My Freem- grandpa's or, a Freemason. Your grandpa's a Freemason. Well, my grandpa's also dead now too, so he he was a Freemason. Uh, so that got me into that. Uh, tangent of uh talking about conspiracies but no we're just talking about austin and how it's changed a lot uh throughout the years because we're talking about hollywood and how it's, it's sort of coming and uh it, your boy was talking about uh how he the kid hey. to enough men i was saying how he, that kid was born here in austin and you were saying how uh he went off the rails just like Charlie Sheen and I was like maybe he maybe he got like maybe there's a conspiracy between why Charlie went off the rails and why because he got AIDS he says that the reason why he went uh, crazy was because he got AIDS but then the kid went off the rails so like do you think he Charlie Sheen gave him AIDS too or something like I mean like, it's very possible and right? Corey cause I, don't, I don't say that frivolously because Corey Feldman put out a documentary saying that Charlie Sheen like raped him as a kid fuck and him and Corey him yeah it's called Corey the truth of uh, two Corey's rapes or something like that. Oh my God! What and the so fuck? So he says that Charlie Sheen raped him and and Corey Haim on the sets of their movies, and so that kid went off the rails too. As uh, on Two and a Half Men, so I'm like, I wonder if it's a correlation. Damn, I mean, you know, you don't necessarily want to want to confuse correlation with causality, but uh, you know, any any trained investigator knows not to not to believe in coincidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i guess i am a, a conspiracy theorist it's okay dude like i said I, I i my mom was on the first airplane to the middle east after after the 9-11 happened she was in the army at the time and i i thoroughly in my heart of hearts believe that 9-11 was an inside job i mean i, I was i'm a physics major bro you it, they said it was a pancake they said it was a pancake and when it when the building's pancaking it experiences progressive resistance that means that it's going to fall slower and slower and slower the longer it falls that, not yeah. accelerate downwards it's just common fucking sense oh yeah that's true 
but also uh like i don't know like throughout the decades there is uh there is like a uh, measurable evidence suggesting that they like they were doing predictive programming because like there's a lot of cartoons that involve the world trade center collapsing or being blown up or there's like a lot of uh album art or album art with like the two towers i mean come on blow yeah. up like the world trade born center yeah and then of a prince winner. prince was like 1998 around that time was saying osama bin laden's gonna uh blow us up or something i like mean that. i mean come on oh, osama bin laden's got the bomb I, I mean come on andre three stacks bombs over baghdad yeah and come then on. uh fuck i forgot who it was he had an album cover that had uh no that wasn't it wasn't the world trade center but there, there are album covers of like two towers. Uh, you know, like Breakfast in America by you, Supertramp. You know what's crazier than that is that Building Seven, the one that collapsed due to an office fire. If you watch the building of it, you watch the the footage of it falling. It literally kinks in the middle, and goes straight down, just like any controlled demolition you've ever seen. It's like, bro, a building doesn't free fall to the ground to rubble because there was an office fire. It's just not like, come on, how big a fools, how big a fools you gotta take us for? I think there's been over uh, over three thousand yeah, physicists that have come together and also that was bullshit. Why would the bullshit. entire building collapse after an airplane? I would tell you right now, there have been several instances where lesser buildings have been smacked, and they just burnt and burnt and burnt and burnt and burnt until the top literally toppled over. That you don't you don't get a. I mean, again, they don't collapse straight down. They've got big steel beams. They've got skeletons. They don't just all fall and yeah, even if it wasn't and even beams. if it was a yeah well i'm gonna tell you right now like, oh, it was three thousand degrees bro there were people poking their heads out like of the hole in the building right like it's not like it was just a continuous flame of three thousand degrees it was a flash one time and yeah no it's it's full of shit if it's a pancake it experience every time that that building hits the next floor it experiences new resistance Okay? That means you're experiencing an increasing progressive resistance the further it falls. And when you're experiencing an increasing progressive resistance, you're going to decelerate. You're going to fall slower and slower and slower every floor you hit. And it just accelerated. It just kept going faster and faster. Them floors, it, 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 I'm going tell you right now, if the official story is that it, is that it was a pancake, they're lying. If it, was a, if it was a pancake fall to where it was pancaking floor by floor, then it's a lie. It's a physical impossibility for that building to experience progressive re- progressive resistance the way a pancake works, and it just free fall down. And then the amount of money to be made no in a situation like that. Well, think about this. Cheney is the CEO of Halliburton, and Halliburton are the guys who dropped the bombs. The Bushes have been known to be plugged in with the Bin Ladens for decades. Guess who builds the inf- Guess who gets the contract to build the infrastructure after the Halliburton bombs destroy the infrastructure? The Bin Laden Construction Company. Okay, there was billions of dollars got made between a few cronies, and yeah, it was a big lick, big lick, big lick, big lick got hit that day, boys. Yeah, Bush did nine eleven for sure. I don't even know. Bush Bush might have just been a fucking a puppet in the whole oh, scheme. Oh yeah, he's he's, bro- he's definitely a puppet. There's somebody that owns him. He's that's what I learned about politics. My thing is, I don't even know if the president gets a seat at the at the table. I don't even he's, know if the president... He's just like, there for the TV. I think he's literally just a puppet. I think he's literally just a, a blunt force instrument in the hand of the people who actually run the world. And I think that uh, when you become president, 
they give you like a set of roles and responsibilities but when like push comes to shove there's guys above him who come in and say this is what's happening and he either gets with it or gets kennedy yeah because there's no way even as a president of the united states you you can have a say over the financial system over or uh who's bombing who all of these things at the same time there's just no way you could handle one person can be that well the thing is that you have us the thing is that you have a, a group of advisors <laughs> who it all gets reduced down into a set of That's supports true. to where you can wrap your head around it if, if it's your whole job if your whole job is to understand what's going on and you've got a set of advisors who are really giving it to you in layman's terms and explaining it to you it's you can do it right boy you think you're doing no i told you no but uh and so yeah it's it's i mean it's it's blatantly corrupt our 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 politi- our elections run at a at a at a rate that's would be considered blatantly corrupt at the international level like uh the exit polls versus the actual results right we're if if another country were having discrepancies that were similar to the discrepancies that the american electoral process had we would go to the u.n and go that country that's having the same results that we're having is clearly circumventing the democratic process and we need to go deliver justice and democracy to them right if we were to if if the u.n passed the same filter over us that we passed to the rest of the world we would be considered corrupt at, at, at the international level um and that's just a fact and so, you know, to, to say that to say that shit isn't corrupt is is insane. But the first thing they teach you in economics is that the they people respond to incentive and the greatest incentive in capitalism is capital. And so they're just buying our politicians. I mean, why does the guy who runs Shell make ten to fifteen times what the guy who runs the government makes? Like the president makes a quarter million dollars a year and the guy who runs Shell makes forty million a year who you think really has a harder job like i feel like our, our our politicians ought to be getting paid and maybe then they wouldn't be uh you know following the following the dollar you know it's very simple they're just following the dollar i guess so yeah <laughs> we got a big old view of the back of my son's head no bean head but at any rate i feel like that's a perfectly fine place to, to end the podcast man yeah, we, cool, we got man. To, we got to bullshit about some conspiracies it's been a real fun combo, man. Honestly, I wish we had more this time. This is my first time podcasting, too. Oh, really? I'm yeah. your first podcast? Uh, Yeah, video Whoa. podcast. Dope. That's cool. Well, I'm sorry that it was so hectic, man. T- today, I mean, there's been some extenuating family circumstances that led to Theo being in studio. And, um, you know, there's just a lot going on today. And so usually it's 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 not quite so hectic. Um, and so I'm sorry that it wasn't as chill as it could have been. But um all things considered man i think you've been able to enjoy yourself we've oh, been dude, definitely, man. hitting dabs drinking drinking drinks and you know having snacks and kicking it and you know your boys typ- are cool typ- your boy looks like a man. russian mob uh henchman <laughs> he could definitely pull that off we need to get him to some movie sets down in austin they start getting some money for that look but uh so james give him your handle and all one last time oh, how yeah. to find you who Mexican you are elon musk Mexican uh, Elon Musk. Yeah, hyenas in Fort Worth on October 28th with Ryan Joseph and Francisco Rincon. Coming up. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to Disney World the first week of November, so I, get, so I don't got anything else other than that. Fuck yeah, bro. Well, you enjoy your, you enjoy your sets and you enjoy your, uh, you enjoy your little vacation. Yeah. And, uh, thank you so much for coming in and everybody again. Thank y'all for tuning in. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Thanks guys. Peace out.